The stage managers took me around at half hour the first day I was there. And everyone mm -hmm. thought that I was like a baby. And this was like my first thing that I'd ever done. You're like I was on Broadway with John Stamos. <laughs> <No. yeah. laughs> I'm like wearing my Bye Bye Birdie shirt. No, <laughs> my show jacket. Still fits. It actually does. So, uh, <laughs> oh my God. My name's Quincy. My name's Kevin. And this is Sentimental Men. But keep your thumb away from that skip button. We're here to talk. And maybe scream. About our favorite women in musical theater. Good evening, Kevin. Hey, Quincy. I will say, I feel like we normally banter a little bit more offline before starting to record. And I, we kind of just jumped into this. Yeah, one. this is fresh. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So listeners, you are getting the actual raw experience here. <laughs> the raw ketchup. <laughs> How was your week? What's new? My week was fine. Um, it's like first week of, I almost said first week of camp, but it, it kind of like- Well, yeah. Do listeners know where you are right now? Uh, no, I don't think they do. So I am out in Colorado for my day job because <laughs> um, the podcast is my passion. Can I address something? Because the comments have been starting again. Yeah. I know you all would love full video streams of these podcasts, and I also would love full <laughs> video streams of this podcast. However, it, to do a full video stream would require us to have to edit the whole video, and neither of us have the bandwidth for that right now. <laughs> so I just wanted to address it on pod because I feel like we've responded to comments, but the questions keep coming. And I know it sucks. I also would love to have video documentation in like full of this, but right now we can just do the clips on social. Sorry to hijack your update. Oh, no, it's fine. I work at a summer stock theater and I run the apprentice program. So when I say that it is like the first week of camp, I mean that pretty genuinely because it is a lot of kids much younger than me showing up and not knowing where to sleep and not knowing where to get groceries and how do mm -hmm. I do this and how do I do that? So it is very first first week of camp. Kevin posted on his personal Instagram a photo of him with all his apprentices and friend of the pod, Jack <laughs> commented on it. Quincy, which one do you think he'll start a podcast with next? Because if you forgot, I too was an intern for Kevin Bianchi at one point. Yeah. And honestly, like, it wasn't you insecurity unlocked. I'm sorry. You know I would never do that, right? <laughs> Crazy. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that's where I am. And Quincy, you are in New York. I am in New York. But you ha and I... Yeah, tell us. I just got a new day job, guys. Woo! Going back to Broadway, I got a new hey, gig. Just like Lindsay Pierce. Just like Lindsay Pierce. I too am going back to Broadway. <laughs> so I'll be doing social media at a Broadway ad agency and I'm very, very excited and sad. It was bittersweet. I just turned in my two weeks today at my current day job and it's sad because I love the people I work with, but I think this is ultimately the right move yeah. for me. I'm really proud of you, Quincy. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Kevin. That means so much. That was your real moment for the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today. Today's exciting. Today's kind of spicy. So the hashtag we've been using is summer with scent men. We decided to take that literally and do more episodes with other sentimental men. Yes. So we our goal for Summer with Scent Men is to have the second episode of every month be with a man from the Wicked Verse. For our first sentimental man of the summer, we have Danny Quadrino. Oh! Woo! 
first sentimental man. Who also I feel like, not confirmed, but I do feel like is a listener. If he's not a listener, he's an engager. He's an enthusiast, a sent men pod enthusiast. He seemed like a pretty natural choice, like when we first came up with the notion that maybe we would do a fellow sent man on the pod. And we'll let him talk about it, but he is a wicked stan. Well, should we run through his resume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea, Kevin. Thank Good you. Transition. I was just looking at the outline. Oh, sure. <laughs> Um, so he made his Broadway debut in 2009 in Bye Bye Birdie, uh, where he was in the ensemble understudied Hugo, then came back to Broadway in 2013 in Newsies, Get Your Papes, uh, where he was Albert Bill and he understudied Davy and Crutchy. 2014, big highlight of the resume for me, Peter Pan Live, which really broke the glass ceiling on this latest round of TV musicals. Peter Pan, I mean, all of the live musicals are just a very commendable, what's the word? A commendable effort. effort. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate them. Oh, I eat them up. Um, after the success of Peter Pan Live, Danny came back to Broadway in 2015 in Wicked, where he was in the ensemble for a long time. I think there was a chunk where he maybe went in full-time as Bach. And then in 2018, he went out on the first national tour of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as Mike TV. And he was also in Fly at La Jolla Playhouse yeah. right when the pandemic happened. Circling back to our Lempica okay. La Jolla. La Jolla's doing some good stuff. But yeah, I, I believe that was Broadway bound. So hopefully the pandemic hasn't derailed that. So yes, Mr. Quadrino has been around the block and we are so excited to have him on. Should we do his choices, options, and bootlegs? Oh my. Yes. And I know that you want to take this one. <laughs> So Danny recently released, he is a stage star, but he also dabbles as a solo recording artist. And he recently released a single called Feel Your Love. Yes. Which is, you know me, I love pop music. I do know that about you. (laughs) It is a pop bop. I also think it's very timely for Pride. You can add it to all your Pride playlists. 100%. I was listening to it and I believe he's using grind the grinder um, notification noise in areas of the song. Oh, like as a sample? Like there's moments where he's singing about like not wanting to be alone tonight and I swear you hear the grinder go off in the background, which I'm like, that's clever. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, a really, really great song. Yeah, it's catchy as hell. And I'm not as big into pop music as you are. Unfortunately. But when I do get into pop music, it is like gay pop music and like horny gay pop music at that. Actually, yeah, because you, you love Troy Sivan. I do. But I've also been getting into um, gay male pop singers. Yeah. So this was this song came about at the perfect time perfect for time. me. I know. I added it to a bunch of playlists. I'm ready for summer 2K21. Kevin's going to be bopping to feel your love in the mountains. Just me on the top of a mountain with a pride flag. <laughs> um, yeah, so go give it a listen if you haven't. It's a catchy little tune. Yeah. Kevin, we both saw In the Heights this week. We did. Oh my God, I want to watch it again already. I was going to say, I feel like I saw a couple tweets from you about how much you loved it, but what were your thoughts? Well, I did definitely love it. First and foremost, it gave me like a big reassuring hug trusting John M. Chu with the Wicked movie because I thought it was just, I I mean, I think it was the best movie musical since Chicago. Whoa, that is a hot, hot take. Hairspray? Mm Mm-hmm. Better. Than Hairspray? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Dreamgirls is the closest, closest, closest second that it could be. Whoa. Well, okay, so here's my thing. I think In the Heights was really, really good, and it was really, really well done. I think it was a very well done musical movie. I think I forgot how plot light In the Heights is Mm. as, like, just a a property, like, story, I guess. I think the issue I walked away with was with In the Heights as just, like, a musical and not the movie because i think the movie was really well done and the yeah. moment where i was like oh i think wick is gonna be great if john m2 stays director because we all know how <laughs> is the grandma song yes the, oh the way that God. was shot and staged so cool because in the heights is like a very realistic musical so it's like yeah but this is exactly what i was gonna say before is like what made in the heights so great is that it is based in reality so much, but then it gives itself those moments of theatricality, like with the graffiti drawings were like coming up as they were Did you like that? Because I had a friend who hated it. I liked it. I liked it. Because I think it was by that point, for me at least, I was like getting that like, okay, there's going to be like one little whimsy in each song because mm-hmm. like you had the wig heads in the salon which were my oh, favorite sure. part of the movie <laughs> oh speaking of favorite parts of the movie daphne, daphne rubin, rubin vega. vega oh my god i was like girl like i'm not even being ironic or joking when i say that she was my favorite part of the movie did you see that tweet that was like this is her revenge for not being in the red movie but honestly if that's what was fueling that performance thank god because she was on fire Every yeah. single frame. She looked incredible. She sounded incredible. She was giving choices. I was just like... She looks gorgeous. I guess my last touch point with Daphne Rubin Vega was when she did Miss You Like Hell um, mm-hmm. at the public. Mm-hmm. But I, she had kind of dropped off the radar for me. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh my God, that's right. And then she was fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, there's no way it's not going to be like a big Oscar-y movie. Oh, you think? I think. And especially like, think of the like press narrative of like, West Side Story and In the Heights against each other in all these categories. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I have good instincts about these things, Quincy. Sure, sure, sure. I got like an 85% on my Oscar ballot this year and I had only seen two of the movies. I just know. I thought it was really, really great. I think Tick, Tick, Boom is going to be more the Oscar Beatty movie. And Dear Evan Hansen is going to try to be the Oscar Beatty movie, but I think Tick, Tick, Boom is going to be the one that actually gets like Oscar attention. That's true. I wasn't even thinking about Tick, Tick, Boom. And we have uh, everybody's talking about Jamie coming as well. We're pretty blessed this year. Pretty, yeah, honestly. I think John M. Chu will certainly have a nomination. Sure. And I, you know, he has a, because Crazy Rich Asians too, he can like make a very beautiful movie. Like his movies are gorgeous to watch. Also, it must be said, Alice Brooks, she did the cinematography on this and like every shot in this movie looked like a painting. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like as much as we're talking about how John M. Chu can make a beautiful movie, I think it's really important to acknowledge that like Alice Brooks is also playing a humongous part in that. Sure. I also read an article before I saw the movie, so maybe I was biased I was watching it, with the sound designer. And it was Mm -hmm. like interesting in the ways that they tried to do this differently than other movie musicals to make it sound good and realistic. So maybe I was paying like extra attention when I was watching it, but it did. I was like, oh, the sound design is good and this movie i was literally i'm so glad that you said that you read that because i was noticing as i was watching it i was like oh this doesn't feel like a music video you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like a track came on did you have to pay to watch it on hbo Mm -mm. oh it was just like with your thing yeah oh i thought it was like the disney plus model where it's like you you can watch it no it's just like included 
Interesting. I think the Disney Plus model is actually really smart. I do too. I'll be interested to see what happens to it as things. I hope it stays because I would. I feel like some movies I would love to just like see it at home. Like Raya on Disney Plus. I was like, I'm not going to see this in a theater, but I'll pay $20 to like watch it with my roommates. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, In the Heights. Fantastic. Excited for the Wicked movie if he stays director. Oh, uh, he better. I still just like have such a hard time picturing I know. It's movie. like, please, please can we have the Wicked movie? <laughs> Danny Quadrino. Hey, Danny. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a fan of the pod. I was going to say, I feel like this has been in the works for a little bit. It's been building. And now you're a friend of the pod. So yes. welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we like to start every interview with when did Wicked the Musical come into your life? Not as like you were auditioning for it, but as a young little boy. Yes. Okay, so it was like summer of eighth grade. It was like the show had been out for a year. I was kind of a theater kid. I was dancing and I was like just dipping my toe into like the musical theater world gotcha. very slowly. So I saw the show. I skipped my chorus concert <laughs> in eighth grade to go see it. And I turned to my mom at intermission and Adina Mazzel is flying. Like she had just finished Fine Gravity. It was her, mm. Jennifer Laura Thompson, and Joey McIntyre. So I turned to her and I was like, mom, I'm going to be in this one day. So that's just like really like how it kind of started. And then I saw the show like so many times. <laughs> so, and I was so obsessed with it that like Wicked had an online day Wicked singing contest. Yeah. And I was in the top 10 the okay. second year. I didn't win, but. Do you have the video, Danny? I don't. And I like even asked the company manager. I was like, do you think you, you can <laughs> find that yourself. video? They never found it, but may, maybe it's out there somewhere. I honestly hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. So who did you see in Wicked? Do you remember all your Alphabuzz and Glindas? Yeah, for the most part. So I saw I saw Adina. Then I didn't see it for a while. And then I saw Teal Wicks, mm. Mandy Gonzalez, Jenny Denoya. Oh, wow. So you did take a break after Adina. Yeah. So I like was like, I need to see other shows. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then through school, we got free tickets a lot. Yeah. Like every year the freshman got free tickets. And then I always like weaseled my way into getting <laughs> Um But yeah, so I, I even met my like best friend to this day from middle school and high school and now through Wicked. We went really? to the Behind the Emerald Curtain tour together. And oh my like God. my first day of seventh grade in chorus, we had to write on a like an index card what our favorite musicals were. Mm-hmm. And I wrote Wicked and then he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, you know, my cousin's Adina Menzel and I like believed him. And then that's how we became friends. <laughs> I mean, Long Island, that would be believable. I mean, come on. Listen. Close. <laughs> I feel like when I was in co- my college, there was a ton of Long Islanders and they'd always be like, oh yeah, I went to the same high school as Adina or like my yeah, cousin's yeah, yeah. friends with Adina. <laughs> exactly. I, like, <laughs> I passed Adina in like stop and shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that was my introduction into Wicked. I love that. So then... You studied theater in school, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you were like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I went to school for musical theater. I had worked a little bit before school. I I, um, did the revival of Bye Bye Birdie. You were on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I worked a little bit before school. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the only, like, not to be like, but that's the only thing I'd ever done. So, like, like, outside of, like, community theater. So, I was like, worked a little bit, and then I had a... (laughs) A while off after that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when you were like training to do the musical theater thing, were you like envisioning yourself in Wicked? And if you were, what roles were you thinking of yourself as? Okay. When when I turned to my mom at intermission that time, I was like, oh, I'm going to be Fiero. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, I'll be the, I'll be like the love interest, not fully knowing now. Now I'm like, oh, he, you're such a bock. But but when I was in school, I kind of just thought, I didn't even think about about 
wicked, really. Yeah. Um, I was like focusing on like my pop rock journey of like all those like angsty shows. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was really mm-hmm. focused on a different show at the time. So I was like really trying to get into Newsies. Because you famously auditioned like a bajillion times, right? Yes, yes. I auditioned like 23, 24 times and they finally wow. told me in the room. So that's what I was focused on. I was gotcha. focused on that. But I mean, <laughs> we were so, my entire like, class of friends like Jimmy Larkin and his roommate Tatiana Lofton and they had a wicked party every year at school and like went so far as like had a step repeat with like a wicked like with like wicked all over it and then like it was so funny and then they also had a wicked shower curtain and I gifted like a grimmery that was signed by Sean McCourt and uh, Megan Sakura and I was like so like it was just a thing it was a thing (laughs) that's amazing I love that let's get them in here (laughs) they would love to I can already say that (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious so when did you first go in for wicked I had gone in probably like six months prior to to booking my track. So I was the rat track, if you really know. <laughs> oh, we know. I know you too. <laughs> but um, so I'd gone in for the tour um, for Bach. But before you went in, like, were you excited about auditioning for Wicked? Oh my God. I was like, holy crap. Like, I'm going in for Wicked. Like, and I just really tried not to get myself too, like, too ahead of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like a really new dog dad at the time. So I was a very preoccupied by everything. It's probably a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Thank you, Jackson. So I like <laughs> went in, did the thing and like, didn't really think anything of it. And I was like, okay. And then I like heard like three days later that it just like wasn't gonna work out. I think, mm-hmm. you know, forever too tall to play full time. That's what mm-hmm. I've been told. Gotcha. So And how tall are you? It depends who asks. <laughs> how tall do you need me to be? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'll squat. I don't care. <laughs> um, what did you do in the Bach audition? So I had to do the scene with Obik, oh, Obak, oh, you're touching me, that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. March of the Witch, Hun- Witch Hunters moment. And then uh Listen, Nessa. So then what was then when you went back in for the ensemble and cover, like what else did you have to do when you went back in? Yeah. So that time I had to do, I went to the mover call, which I thought was a mover call. They did the combo, which was like the hoi ploy in Emerald City, where it's like the walking moment with all the direction changes. And I like truly, when I say I bombed, I was like, cool like literally went like turned around was like well you're not gonna get this and it's fine like just go you're fine and then so i somehow made it through the the walking audition which i (laughs) failed to do Um, because you're a dancer though right newsy yeah it's it's like it's a curse to be like because like i'm that's why i wasn't in the show for so long i was like playing catch up trying to like you know Mm -hmm. that was what i Mm -hmm. needed to work on my technique so like i'm definitely more of like i'm a really great mover and mm-hmm. I can do it like a hard dance if you give me like two extra time. hours. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. fine. But you know, it's just training that muscle too. But I, so I thought I bombed it and I was like, I'm not going to hear anything. They like made a cut right there and I had to go in and sing the next day for the ensemble because it was for an immediate replacement. Because I was only the third person in my track on Broadway in the time, at the time. Wow. So like Whoa. when I replaced, it was, yeah. So it was like two <laughs> people prior and they'd both been in it for like, a five years. plus years. Right. So it's not like they had a file of people. Yeah. So I just went in and then they were one by one. There was like four of us at the singing thing the next day. And I was yeah. like, 
I remember being in my apartment, like practicing the the box side and like being like, oh my God. And I remember doing like the, you're touching me. And then I like pretended to fall and I like tripped over the dog and then he was whimpering and I was like, I don't have time. I hope you're okay. Like I was like running around. Like it's just, I'm chaotic. Just like chaotic energy. Okay. Wait, so you knew you were auditioning for Bach understudy. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. They didn't say which track it was. They said it was like Bach understudy ensemble. Oh, okay. And then after I found out I had to wear a rat suit, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> I may do in that suit. Um, I had to, but anyway, I went and I sang, and they didn't have me do the Bach stuff at all. Because oh. Lisa was oh. like, oh, you, you just did it. Like, whatever. Like, it's great. Like, But they had everybody just singing a B-flat one by one. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Like, yeah. so they just oh, had us sure, one sure, by sure. one doing it, vocalizing, because that's what that track was. It was like Four. 10 or 1 solo, all the moments that right. I was so pumped about that once I found out. After I got over the initial shock of being like, oh my God, no one's going to recognize who I am in this show. Because sure. I'm, you know, You're just because. Like, I'm in Wicked, but like. I'm in Wicked in a rat suit, but whatever. Eighth grade me is dead. So basically, I got a call. <laughs> yeah, truly. So I did the thing, and I was, I think I was the only one who did the note without cracking. So I was like, I felt okay about it after. I was like, like, (laughs) no, I was like work, but I don't know. I just like really couldn't think about it. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is only the first session of boys that they're seeing. Maybe they're seeing more people Mm -hmm, later in the afternoon, this, this, that, and the other thing. And it was such a- Imagine being in an audition room and watching the other three people crack. Oh, I mean, (laughs) it was through the wall. So like, I didn't, I I would, that would be so bad. That would have brought me back to college being like, we're all gonna do our callbacks in front of each other. Wait, yes. Okay. I thought I was the only person with like a weird theater teacher that made them do their callbacks in front of each other. I did it in college. (laughs) It is traumatizing. Very. When we were doing Spring Awakening, every Moritz had to go together. Every Melchior. I was like, this is awful. This is terrible. It's awful when it's ba- when you're bad but it's amazing when you're like the one well i felt fears because i was like i've been practicing for spring waking forever so yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, anyway i so then the next day because it was such a fast process like the callback mm-hmm. situation i had the call they, like, like needed a, someone it was like pretty immediate so it was kind of crazy because i was like i think i had like two weeks before i started but like that was pretty fast because they had to get like yeah knew everything made really so i did the the dance call then the singing the next day and then the next day i'm in a cab on my way like downtown and my agent called me and just said they need you in oz and i just started sobbing like truly oh. openly weeping i'm like my eighth grade like my screen name was tragically green too in in middle school so like we the the love we runs deep. I, get it. I had every bootleg on dvd don't tell anyone like you know <laughs> i had wicked la act one and act two on dvd <laughs> like <laughs> i have a box in my closet right yes. <laughs> i would collect others but it was always just to find the next wicked one that was like clearer than the other one before yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then what was the rehearsal process? Like, when did you get over the, oh my God, I love Wicked, I'm in Wicked? How long did that take? Did it shatter? Like, Because you did it for a long time. I did it for two and a half years. Yeah, wow. Which is like the longest run I'd ever done. And it's so hard to leave a show that really has no end in sight. Mm-hmm. You know. But you're like, it's a steady paycheck. It's a steady gig. A gig's yeah, a gig. it's a government but job. Exactly. <laughs> a fun one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was just... After a year, I was really, really looking for more. I had been used to doing so much more, and I was featured in the show, but in a different way that I 
ever done before. And mm-hmm. my first year, I was going on for Bach all the time because thank God Robert DeJesus is a working actor. And he, <laughs> yeah. and, and he was filming all the time. So like oh I was God. always on. <laughs> he was the sweetest. I remember the first time I went on, he had messaged me the night before, which you're like kind of like, I was very close with him, but like he didn't have to do that. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. just a heads up. It made me happy. Wow. So like my ass was like up the night before, just when like running the show, I I pulled the bootleg up on my Apple TV. I was like, let's do it. Like, and I like ran the show. So after I'd gone on and there was no talks of me maybe being bumped up or anything like that, mm. I was really looking to do a role somewhere or something. Yeah. So because was that maybe the hope in your head where you're like, I'll stay understudy for a while and then I'll get bumped. Uh, yes. Gotcha. Either Thanks. that or like go on the tour, come back, do whatever. In hindsight, it was maybe just like a pipe dream, but whatever. No, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I had seen other people it happen to. It happens more with the witches because it's just like those are harder. You know what I mean? And like yeah, whatever. Sure. So I done. I was doing the show for about a year and change when I was like, okay, I want more. But mm-hmm. I really was like not going to leave until the right thing came along. And then when I finally left, I went to do a one-man play in Nantucket. And then I did Newsies at the Muni and CLO mm-hmm. back to back. And then I was going to go to Canada to do a production of Grease. But then I like backed out last minute because it was just... Sure. Who were your witches while you were on Broadway? Okay. So I had... Probably a lot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I had so many. And like... The first one was, so Caroline Bowman was in the show. She was out on leave. So it was Christine while I was watching, like my last week of rehearsals, I was watching her do the show and I was like, fucking fierce. Great. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy crap. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) I was getting paid to do this. And then I remember like sitting on the couch next to her, like, and now we're like friends. So it's funny. But like, I was like, oh my God, like you're so fierce. And like, I didn't really say anything other than that because I was still so new. I was literally afraid of everyone and anything. Wait, yeah, what was it like to like be backstage at the Gershwin as like a Wicked fan and now you're like, this is my job. Thankfully, my office, I knew Kara. So she was Glinda at the time. Oh, and yes. um, I knew Lily Cooper, who was a standby at the time. And I knew Robin. Mm-hmm. So like, I knew a lot of people. And so it was like, kind of like, they took me under their wing, like mm-hmm. right away. And so like, once they saw that I knew them, they're like, oh, this you know this person yeah and i kind of like shook things up a little bit too because i like kind of abruptly came in to this day my friend casey quinn who is the boa track and she wore blue eyeshadow and i remember being like now we're very close but i was like i was terrified of you and i'm pretty sure it was the blue eyeshadow because she was like you (laughs) might not want to go in there there's people changing and like she's just so dry but the blue (laughs) eyeshadow gave me like a middle school bully vibe and i was like oh my god i'm done i'm dead i'm never gonna talk to anybody you know (laughs) but also going through the first day was like wild i learned the show in like two weeks i went in with ariel jacobs who was anessa so we entered at the same time our rehearsal process were together except i had a lot more like i had a lot more free time because like i i learned my track in two weeks and then the third week i learned bach so like i was like ready to go before i'd even join the show i remember the last time i saw the show before i joined i'd have my put in which is so weird. I had my put in actually the week before I went in, which never happened before. Oh, every yeah. other show that I've been, every other show. Newsies, I was, I did my put in the night of, <laughs> the day, like of. day of. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. was great because I need, especially for that show. Sure. But with Wicked, my track had so much time between things. So I was able to like, it wasn't easy, but it was easy compared to what I was used to. Mm-hmm. I remember the last time I watched the show, I actually left after, I left after act one because like act two, it was like, 
you do thank goodness, then you don't come back till witch hunters, you have porch time on the side, and then you sing the finale, and then I bow. Like literally yeah. like I after yeah, witch hunters I'm like it. show's over. Um <laughs> <laughs> like for good who. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I've been changed, I've been changed. That's it's when gone. you're like, like getting <laughs> your street clothes. <laughs> well, we had our street clothes under the mom yeah, yeah. coats, it's like built into the track. Like when I learned it, they're like, okay, so after, thank goodness, you go downstairs, you get changed into your street coats, and then you just have mm-hmm. your mom coat over. If I knew I was going out post show, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go shower. Like between, like after thank yeah. goodness and witch hunters, because I had literally a 30 minute break, which was awesome. Okay. So I would listen to the show or do whatever I needed to do. Anyway, back to my witches. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was Caroline and Chris. So Christine. And then Jenny DeNoya came in to do the rest of what, like, before the rest of Caroline's leave. And mm-hmm. it was Lily Cooper as my standby. Then it was uh, Jenny for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had Rachel. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I had Emily Cook as a standby. God bless. And Cook. then Christine came back as a standby. I had a Desi Oakley Elfie show. Ooh, um, wow. I was there. That's like rare. <laughs> I know. Rare bootleg. Um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> DM. Just kidding. I don't have it. I do not have it. And then Glinda was Kara, mm-hmm. Carrie, Kara. Mm. <laughs> That's how it went oh. for like full time. I was like, this is awesome. Because I was like, you know, those, I was so close with Kara before. And yeah. then Carrie was amazing, and she lived a block from me, and we became really good friends. Um, yeah, oh, wow. So then I ha- and then Tess Soltau, Emily Meckler, and Gina Claire. Oh my God, why was I like? Oh, I literally sure. was like, it's right here. I can't say. It. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, she's playing the role right now. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Gina Claire. I did her put in as Glenda as well. I did like every standby that came in, like their put ins, like usually yeah. as Bach, which was super cool. Okay, wait, so you found out that Kara was going on tour when you guys were in Newsies together, right? Yes, and I'd be like, she'd do something stupid under the track and be like, gotta go on your popular girl, like you gotta do it, you gotta do it. <laughs> I was gonna it. say, were you like coaching her? Were you like, listen, I'm an aficionado. <laughs> when she told me, she told me and I was like, oh my God, you're, I like geeked out and then she was like, I don't really know Wicked. Like, I don't know it that well. I was like, I was like, well, get to know it. I was like, I was like, I like gave her things to watch. No. Um, yeah, giving no, her I homework. Didn't, yeah. Like, Here's the Glinda's to yeah, watch. Yeah, no. I was like, these are the standouts. No. <laughs> Kara, and I'm going to geek out a little bit, but Kara was like. Please. It was so amazing to watch someone that I respect so much play a role that is so hard. And oftentimes I feel like the Glinda's don't get as much credit as the Elfies because... Because. Because, because. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it was really amazing to watch her navigate the show and do everything. And like, she made it a point to make me feel welcomed into the company. And like, anybody who did the show with her in any aspect, tour or Broadway, she knows how to rally a company. It's like, it's a really, 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 really special skill. Also, her Glinda, I think, is so... Especially so because she was like a later replacement and she really like carved her own lane as mm-hmm. Glinda, which I don't think is easy to do, especially for Glinda. Yes. Because it's like paint by, num- not paint by numbers, but there's a lot of things that like they're very specific about. And mm-hmm. it's really rare when you see someone do something where you're like, I'm hitting all the things that they have me do, but in my own way. And it's still getting across yeah. that it's original. One time it was a 10 show week. And I was like, okay, 
can you like whip in Nene in the bubble? Can you just do it, please? Like during the, like the opening. And she's like, so it's like the wicked workings of you know who. And she did it. And I, I was on the tower. I was like, oh my God, she did it. But like, you know, she did it in her Glinda way. So yeah. Yeah, like in character. Oh you know? my God. I love shit like that. Me too. Because it's like, it's people would, some people would probably be like, oh, that's not professional. But it's not because it's playing. Like that's what we're hired to do. Yeah. If it's in character, I exactly. Mean, it's so and yeah. my rat was always causing trouble behind that <laughs> luggage cart. You know, I was doing some. I was just like whipping my hair, just being like cleaning the luggage. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I was there, there for two years. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I did everything I could with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> the first time I went on as Bach, Betsy Warble, who was in the show, she was. One of the, uh, Fanny or Shenshen, I don't know. I forget which is which yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was a horrible <laughs> cover. So I remember being like, you know, you go to like try and help Glinda off the luggage cart. And she just looked at me and said, where's your mother? Because I looked like I was like three years old, I guess. Because they like <laughs> put like, bo- they put like rosy cheeks on me. Like it was oh just, <laughs> like I had boy beat on, you know, it was yeah, like yeah. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's interesting. When you were performing in the show, was there anything that you were like, oh, this is surprising and I didn't, like, I thought I knew the show because I was such a fan and I was such a bootleg queen, but now that I'm in it, I am learning something new? When you have your first brush-up rehearsal with, like, creatives from the show, Mm -hmm. you're just like, wow, I didn't know any, like, not that I didn't know any of this, but, like, I was like, oh, I thought I knew everything. Because I yeah. knew every word, every line. I could have done any part you needed me to. You know what I mean? Like, throw me yeah. in the dress. I'm ready. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's real, especially the relationship between Elphaba and Glinda. And I learned so much listening to what they had to say about, like, each one of their individual journeys in the character. Mm-hmm. Watching someone act through thank goodness, even if I'm watching from above the bridge at an angle and only see half their face. That's church, baby. It really is. It takes you on an emotional journey. Like, it mm-hmm. really does. What, like, moments are you looking forward to when you're going on as Bach? Like, is it the Glinda scenes? Is it the Nessa scenes? I think when I was first going on, that first moment on the, our paths crossed at school, da 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 and, like, the spotlight where, like, he runs out, and it's just, oh. like, the first time I went on, I was, like, obviously I was in a show that I was a fan of, so that was wild, and I was, like, oh, this is, like, no joke. Like, I'm on, like, mm-hmm. one of the most well-known stages and Broadway shows of all time, and, like, I didn't take it lightly. So, like, that yeah. was really, really, really special. But the first time I got, I went on and the whole you t- you're touching me situation, and I heard a laugh, and I was like, okay, I can breathe now. Just not because, <sighs> not that I was doing it for the laugh, but I was told over and over, you're a little tall, you're a little tall, the jokes, the jokes, the jokes. So like, Oh, you didn't know if they were going to land because you were too tall? Still worked. I'm like, still worked, gangly arms, we nailed it. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, skinny legend Bach. <laughs> Bach is a state of mind, it's not a height. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. I, we should get t-shirts made. Come on, Sentimental Men Podcast I merch. <laughs> There's so many quotes that we want. I will buy them all. Um, <laughs> uh, once I got through Ozdust, because the whole dance with Nessa in the chair, mm-hmm. woo, because I did not want to run over Miss Eo's toes, because if I did Mm-mm. that, it wouldn't have been good. You're going up a rake stage when you're pulling 
messing yeah. up. So it was like that one. And then once I got through that, I was like, okay, can have fun. Your show's half over, but you can have fun after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I loved my backstage time with uh, Nessa from like after train station through like Defying Gravity. We'd be like, hmm, let's listen to the show. Or like, let's just do something silly. Or like, let's have tea with the standbys. Like it was just, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Wait, you were hanging out with the standbys backstage? <laughs> well, because Nessa and the standbys have a room together. Oh. oh, gotcha, gotcha. Work, I taught you something. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I thought the standbys were in like a room alone together. It's a big room. So like Nessa's on one side, the standbys are on the other. There's a couch. It's great. Gotcha. Um, they're upstairs with the wizard and... That's the dressing room I want to be in, actually. The wizard room? Standbys and Nessa. Oh, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not the wizard. Girl, that's where the tea is. <laughs> I was like, interesting. Um, <laughs> So when I, but like when I wasn't on and I was in my ensemble track, like I would spend like probably up until 15 with Kara and Kate or Carrie and Kate. Kate was the Glinda dresser. Who's one of my close, close friends still to this day. Um, Mm -hmm. And we would just do, you know, Saturdays we'd have like, we would do app challenges during the month. We would do like (laughs) dance parties, like Disney. It was just like such a good time. Like that's probably what I missed the most about it. Yeah. All right. So best part of your experience being in Wicked and most surprising part. <laughs> okay. Best part was, it sounds so silly and cheesy, but like getting to do the show and hearing the music eight times a week was like, whoa, baby. Okay. But did you get sick of it, Danny? After like I really years? didn't. I really didn't. It's because like, I still yeah. like, I'm just like, mm, let me see. Like, who's like, you know, if a video yeah, comes yeah, yeah, up, yeah. I still listen to it. And like, yeah. you know, an option's an option, honey, and a belt is a belt. So I will listen and I will learn. Um, <laughs> Rachel used to, when when Rachel would do the melt riff, I'd be doing a death drop in her dressing room by the time she got back. I was going to say, because Broadway is where Rachel got kind of wild with the vocal choices. Oh, she would do it on like a Sunday and I'd be like waiting with my rap mask being like, how dare you? How dare you turn up that hard? Because now I have to turn up that hard and I would just like add extra growl into my solo in act two. Like, like I was someone. Because I feel like if I was ever in the ensemble of Wicked, I'd be going up to the alphabet being like, so do you want to like try this one out tonight? I just would love to hear it. <laughs> Caroline, I remember at the end of her contract was like, I want to do a riff tonight. And I was like, you need some? I was like, I have a few. <laughs> like, I have a catalog, mama. <laughs> my last show, Jenny was Elfie. Mm. And she did an option up in Defying Gravity, like, for me. <gasps> and, like, she didn't tell me sweet. before. And then, like, right before the cutoff, she, like, blew a kiss to me, like, right at the blackout. And I was just, like, like just a mess. Wait, that's actually the best present you can give someone. Right? <laughs> incredible. Like, I was, like, wow, I can die now. Like, I was, yeah. like, I'm actually going to call out the rest of the show. Wait, yeah, what were some of your favorite options that from your ladies? Um, Melt, obviously, even though it was like, reckless, but I really yeah. loved, um, anytime things I've never felt, when they would do that, I'd be like, uh-huh. they're feeling good today. They're feeling good today. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, waiting, good. exactly. And, uh, Rachel doing, take a message back from me, when she would growl in the riff up. Ooh, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Tell them how I, that one, just like any of them. Wow, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, she would do. Defying gravity and and yes. I'd be like, Ugh. like that was like crazy to me because yeah. that happened so fast yes. and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> I could never be in the ensemble of Wicked because I'd be under that cape, being like, yes, bitch, like <laughs> ruining oh, it the show. Took everything in me to me not be like, I don't want to melt you. I want to be your best friend. <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> um, so 
Lily's Elfie was so mm. good too. She was mm-hmm. on for Elfie, but my first time on his Bach. And oh, wow. how did you focus? I, well, listen to this. <laughs> so there's the whole the whole scene in the parlor. Uh, yeah. or Nessa's, the governor's mansion, that's what the scene's called. Mm-hmm. And the line is, you're lying, that's all you ever do, you and your sister, she's as wicked as you are. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Lily, and I was like, wow, I'm playing opposite my friend in my favorite show. Like, just like, just like, that came into my mind, I was like, whoa. Um, yeah. And I was like, you're lying! She's wicked like you! Like, And I just like <laughs> skipped the whole rest of the line, and Lily just was like, oh. And I was like, and then I just kept going. And then after the show, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god, I need Lily to do it full time. I don't um, know that now she's a Tony uh, nominee, but like, Tony nom, I would love baby. to see her full time. Me too. I mean, like, she went on a bunch, and she did it in Australia. She did it on the to- like, she did it a bunch. She was doing it yeah. for an era in her life. Yeah, yeah. I remember he- when I was like, Lily Cooper is playing. Like, I was just like, that is so friggin' cool, and like. Just like her singing the stuff was just so cool in her voice because her voice is just so cool. You know what I mean? Very unique voice. Yeah. All every person who plays it has like a really amazing spin on the vocal of it all. Are there Glinda moments? Because we talk about like how Glinda's harder to get fancy with the vocals. Yeah, I mean like Kara's like uh all like the beginning of No uh, No More's Wicked, like I felt like was really like super like resonant and belty in her voice. I mean it was like a mixed yeah. belt and it was beautiful. And yeah. then it was really cool to see someone like Carrie do it, who is like a rock singer, but she's trained in opera and then sing it yeah. that way. And Kara had the high notes too, but it was just so interesting to see the difference. But yeah. my I would love to watch popular I watch probably like popular once a week from the side. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At least for like the first six months. You know, there'd yeah. be moments I'd be like, you should do this. Like, I was like, can you bowl for sports today? I think that'd be funny. And, you know, like just do something silly. Or like, she'd be I like, love what should I do? giving like direction from the wings. Just like, we would be playing around and she's like, what should I do? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, what sport? I was like, I was like, bowling? I don't know. Like, we would just be talking and it would just be silly things like that. But like, and you know, I just seeing that. how it, it's not vocal moments for Glinda for me, it's acting moments acting. and the laughs yeah. and how she just like, by the end of the show, it's just like the audience is in their hand. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also feel like popular is kind of when you start to take Glinda seriously in the show as like a part because like Alphabet wins you over really quickly with The Wizard and I, but right. it takes Glinda a little bit to have a moment. Do you agree, Kevin? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I because agree. like to me, it's like in the way that The Wizard and I is like recognizably impressive Mm-hmm. To me, like, that is No One Mourns the Wicked. Like, that is, like, a oh, that's technically difficult song to sing. When a woman nails that, it's that same moment. I'm like, okay, she's feeling good tonight. Like, she is, in her voice, she is ready to go on this journey. Maybe I just need Popular to win me over then. <laughs> I honestly think as soon as she says, it's good to see me, isn't it? She's got him. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. like, really, like... That's a valid point. Because she invites them <laughs> she in. She really does. Like, like, in, like yeah. she like addresses the audience like yeah. directly That's... in a way. One time the bubble was stalling. Like it was like stuck up there. And uh, I forget who, who was saying, look, it's Glinda that day. But he was like, <laughs> I think she's coming. I think she, oh, oh, there. Yep, she's, oh, oh Glinda. Like it was just like <laughs> the craziest thing. And then oh the gosh. bubble didn't go out at the end. And I was just like, well, Glinda's on center and that's where I usually am. So like we had to like form like a 
like a tableau around her. And I was yeah. like, and I was the first one to move. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be like low and be like next to her. Come on, and line just, leader. Like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then one time the fog was happening, uh, like was not going away during No Mourns the Wicked. And it was yeah. just like, all over the stage and Kara was like trying to get it like and it was like Glinda gets away with anything exactly like Glinda can do anything away with it because you're just like that's the thing um okay so yeah this is the big question I think (laughs) leading to this question yeah so as we know Kevin is a Glinda girl and I am a Alphaba was it evangelist or enthusiast whatever we're workshopping it (laughs) I am an Alphaba enthusiast where do you align Danny and then follow up question after you answer that one. Yeah, like they're both sick. You got to put one of the dresses on and go where you headed. Oh god. Um <laughs> in my heart of hearts, it's always been Alfie for me because work. I mean, I wrote fan mail to Shoshana Bean. I wrote fan mail to Adina <laughs> Menzel. I mean, so much so that I met Shoshana at an event we were both singing at. And I was like, do I tell her? Do I not tell her? <laughs> Did you? Yes, I told her. She was like, she was like, oh my God. Because she, her friend Rob was a hairdresser and he had sent her my single at one point. And he's like, she was oh, like, cute. oh, I've heard you sing. And I was like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I wrote you wow. fan mail. Like, <laughs> I printed out a picture and sent it to you. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, okay, so then follow up. Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge how deep it got when you answered that question. Yeah. You really like got serious. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being so open yeah. with us. <laughs> um, so the follow up question, would you be, uh, or are you, a wizard and I defying gravity or no good deed alphaba? And this can be a double, it can be a, if you're alphaba, what do you think you would be? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. what is your like favorite type of alphaba? Great. Um, okay, so I feel like I'm a wizard and I, a wizard and I coin. I just love the I want song that, mm-hmm. and just like, just the wide eyed and like really getting to know who Elphaba truly is. And, um, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the time, the only times that we get to see her innocent. I was always in the wings waiting for what is this feeling? I loved watching someone's first Wizard and I. There was just oh. something so emotional about it. Hannah Shankman was also one of my Elfies. She was one of the understudies, and I saw her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was just, because I just had a vision of me watching Hannah's first Wizard and I in tears. Oh. So you would be a Wizard and I Elphaba, and you also love it, Wizard and I Elphaba. Yes. yes. Yeah. Danny, would you be a score Elphaba, or would you riff your way through it? You know the answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to try and say score Elphaba? I was like, I would would never deviate. I would never deviate. Yeah. I backphrased in my Bach pudding on tonight. And and like literally, the MD was like, nope. I was like, got it. Got it. Well, that's interesting, because I feel like you do have like a very poppy style voice, and I feel like yeah. Bob could be poppy if you wanted oh, it to be. There is some Jesse Johnson was telling me stories that he did on the road, and I was like, like he would do, you want me a card today? No, not that one. On Let's Dance, I was like, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, me, I would be like, Let's Dance, like <laughs> <laughs> you done goofed, Elfie. I did it first. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could you imagine? It's like the pink slip is on my desk before the show is even over. You walk off stage, they're waiting <laughs> they're for They're waiting for me in hand, with handcuffs, actually. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> Danny, this has been so much fun. Thank you for this joining us. It's been us. amazing. I, my face hurts from laughing so hard. Thank you. I know, me too. I'm like, oh, my God. I had such a good time. I could talk to you guys forever. Where can people find you online, Danny? Um, I am Danny Quadrino on IG and Daniel Quadrino on Spotify, TikTok, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. I just released awesome. a new single called Feel Your Love. It's a summer yeah. pop pride yeah, jam. Get into it. We were plugging <laughs> it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Danny. This has been so much fun. What an awesome time. That was fun, Quincy. I loved having another sentimental man on the pod. It was super cute. It was like different vibes, I feel like, but really fun. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you guys need that vibe change every once in a while. It felt like sentimental man untucked. (gasps) Yes, Kevin. You know what I mean? Like it was a little less like deconstructing the show and a little more just like, we all love this. Let's kiki. But as they say, you're not getting the full story if you're not watching untucked. Okay. I feel like only half of this audience is going to understand what that means. I think that's a a low estimate. Danny, thank you so much for coming on. That was so fun. Should we talk about the thing that happened on Twitter earlier this week? I I need more than that. (laughs) We had a listener tweet at us um, that he was upset that Glinda's Corner (laughs) was cut from the Sentimental Men universe. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Kevin? And then I'll go. <laughs> he just took a deep breath. I do understand why we are no longer doing this segment. I was a part of the decision. It was not just like Quincy ripping I'm it away. I'm not a tyrant, <laughs> you guys. Also, I don't want to undercut the like hard work that Kevin did for that segment. I don't know. To me, like the stuck on SJB and even the choices, options, and bootlegs are like pretty easy segments to just be like, okay, I'm on duty for this. And Glinda could have been that too, where it could have just been a random moment, but you like took the time to like make this arc for the listeners and correlate it to whatever section we were talking about. I was very impressed with it. I liked Glinda Corner. Thank you so much, Quincy. That means a lot to me. I think I can still bring the things you liked about Glinda's Corner, that more analytical side to the other segments. So that said, Quincy, I do have one last semi-Glinda corner semi stuck on sjb how do you do that well i'll tell you how quincy so picture this i can't sleep a few nights ago i know that i have to do the stuck on sjb and i'm like okay this is what keeps kevin up at night listeners (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like have my little like airpods on i'm like on my laptop i'm like okay we have covered the sjb basics i'm gonna like search stephanie j block on youtube I'm going to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll until I find a random video and I'm going to talk about that. And at the same time, there's this conversation happening on all of our social medias where people are like, what about Glinda's Corner? So what do I see on page whatever of the search results is Stephanie J. Block and Julia Murney, two friends of the pod, singing together for good. And at the beginning, they toss a coin to see who has to sing Glinda and who does it land on. Miss Stephanie J. Block. I have that concert on bootleg. Like, I traded for that bootleg of the entire concert, and I have it on DVD. Get out. I love... 
Okay, well, so then you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, maybe all of you know what I'm talking about. I haven't watched it in a while. Stephanie J. Block, quote unquote, loses the coin toss, but we won in that moment. It's a beautiful rendition of For Good. And here's why, Quincy. Anytime you see a a former Alphaba and a former Glinda singing For Good, it's like, even in concert form, it's like, it's muscle memory. So to hear an Alphaba sing the Glinda part, it was like, oh, I'm really hearing... Stephanie's interpretation of this material because it's not muscle memory. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. She like gets the sentiment. She does like, you know, this like 80% singing, 20% talking on the first verse. Glinda's usually so light in that moment. And Stephanie J is just, it's like a nice grounded take on the first verse. Mm, So yummy. But then what I really love, Quincy, is after the key change, when Stephanie J then takes that lower harmony, it sits, I I don't know if she would consider this her sweet spot, but like to my ears, it's golden because it's in like that, the lowest part of her chest voice. And it is like, it's just sitting, it's so good, Quincy. Wait, I have to rewatch it now. When they get to the part at the end where she's going to have to go like, change for the better. She like kind of makes, no, she like kind of makes a joke like, oh, like it's so low, but she has the notes. Amazing. Wait, now I I really want to watch it. You got me excited. That was a very great description of it. Thank you. I had never seen the video before and I was really very charmed by it. So I, I was happy that it worked out to be this week's stuck on SJB in Glinda's corner. Another episode in the books. Happy Pride, guys. Happy Pride. Hashtag Gelfie. This is coming out around Pride, right? Yeah, it'll be... Yeah, it'll be like New York City Pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. They don't have Pride here. Can you fucking believe? (laughs) They have to have a gay bar somewhere in Colorado. Go to Denver. What am I going to do? Take the bus to Denver? I I don't even know where I'm going to sit on a bus for six hours to have one vodka Red Bull and come home. desperate for a pride <laughs> um happy pride i hope you are celebrating however you see fit for some of us that's going to the club for some of us that's looking up sjb videos <laughs> and you know what i think that's a 50 50 split for our <laughs> listeners too <laughs> god we are funny this outro. <laughs> oh okay, my god bye guys we'll see bye. you in two weeks <laughs> see you in two weeks mama <laughs> Oh, wait, I want to start trying to do this. <laughs> Guys, can you please just leave us a review on Apple iTunes and tell a friend about this pod? Yeah, no, but actually, sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I read the iTunes reviews for the podcast. <laughs> That's crazy. So please leave us more. <laughs> um, yeah, but it just helps with the Apple podcast algorithm and helps more yeah. people find us. So we'd appreciate it if you could rate and leave a review. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Sentimental Men. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Quincy Brown and Kevin Bianchi. Thanks to Julia DiMarzo for our thrillifying artwork. And thanks to you for tuning in. You can reach us at sentimentalmenpod at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at sentmenpod. That's S-E-N-T-M-E-N-P-O-D. Till next time, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kevin. Because. (laughs) Continue, that was great.
God, it's, it just comes sometimes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 